Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. This is the break that every busy woman deserves. And I am extra pumped. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is Heather. I'm going to introduce her in a second. But we just danced to Spirit of the West, Home for a Rest. Spirit of the West, Home for the Rest. Yeah. And so if you're our age, which you probably are close to because you're listening to this podcast, you know what this song is. You know what happens when you listen to this song. You channel all the Irish you got and you kick those knees up and now we are sweating. And I was having flashbacks to university and I was laughing. I'm like, oh, I used to think I was really good. Like, re- like I used to think that I was, you know, I had like the solid core. I didn't. And that everything was happening and I could, oh, honey, alcohol, it clearly has an impact. And now I'm thinking back on those memories going, oh, yeah. it was not pretty. And still a kick-ass time. So thank you so much for choosing that song. Um, welcome, Heather DeSanto, my friend. My, I'm, I'm so honored to have you in my world. And I find like the way that we've sort of like bobbed and weaved and, and found each other has been, you know, magical. And yes. we, so we were just talking earlier about, so Heather is a master manifester and the one thing that I think I most am in awe of is your outwardly non-woo-woo-ness. So coming from, so many of you know, I have a science background, spent much of my life going, if it's not proven, it's not real. And it must be like written down by peer reviewed journal. And I had this whole like idea of what was real and what wasn't. And then of course, slowly but surely, uh, my eyes have been opening to all the realities of the world and, and I've really embraced it. And I still find myself sort of, I feel like I'm in like this other camp of things. Like I love all the things spiritual, all the things quantum physics, all the things. And I still am like, and it's the stuff that other people do that I get to enjoy. Even though every once in a while I kind of dip my toe in. Um, you know, I have, I, I can't like, turn my head without seeing a Reiki practitioner in my life, even during COVID. Like I just feel so blessed to have so many amazing people. And then when I met you and we started talking about something I know you're going to talk about today. um, And I was like, there it is. It's like this amazing space where art meets science and us traditionally non-woo-woo people get to like embrace and enjoy something that's super powerful based in biology. Yay. That makes me feel good. Um, and it really encompasses a whole spiritual and creative aspect. So I'm, I mean, and that's not even the, like the prime pillar of what you do. So I'm, I'm extra excited, but I, I really felt such a strong connection to you through that. And I think the one time I saw you demonstrate this thing that I haven't mentioned what it is yet. It was like for five minutes, I'm like, Oh, frick, see, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm super sold. I need to have this woman in my life because she gets it. She gets how to do the thing while still maintaining that sense of autonomy and authenticity of like, 
I still do love me some science. So yes, please bring it on. Anyway, um, I, I'm definitely not, um, I, I, again, I don't feel like I'm really in like one solid camp over another and I'm, I'm re it's very fluid <laughs> at this point. Um, but thank you for being here, Heather. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah, so just a little bit about Heather officially. So Heather is a dedicated daughter, wife, and mom to two amazing competitive hockey playing sons. Um, I grew up as um, a hockey sister, so I'm very familiar with that. Uh, and as well as being the founder and CEO of Dish Events. Uh, she takes great pride in helping small business owners and entrepreneurs get out of their comfort zone, build connections, and make sales through event experiences online and at her event venue called Dish, which I'm going to kind of take advantage of. Anyway, um, and right now she's working on something really exciting, which is driven by her passion for walking and her core value of community. So soon she'll be offering her clients a deeper, more fulsome experience, which being on the other end of things here, I'm really looking forward to. So Heather knows how important it is to build a solid foundation, everything from systems to strategic sales funnels to accounting, which is why she's decided to design every aspect of all of the pillars of her business around the life she wants to live and who she feels she's here to serve. So no longer a hot mess, Heather truly believes in her awesomeness, which is 100% why you are here today. So welcome. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. Happy Canada today. I represent in red. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the other podcasts that you've had. I just wanted to give some shout outs to the other ladies. Uh, I haven't listened to them all, but I'm, uh, I enjoy listening to them on my walks. And so you're doing a great thing here. So congratulations. And thank you. Thanks for including me. Absolutely. And so that means that you'll definitely get through them because you walk all the time. And just a little shout out to Canada Day. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's July 1st here in Canada. Um, and it's a glorious day outside and um, many of the festivities are happening now online. And so Heather and I took advantage of this time to be able to connect. Um, so yay. Yeah. 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 It's very hot out. I've been outside already today and it's quite yes. warm. So take your water if you go out. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. Always looking out for everybody. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine went for a run right at noon when we dropped off her kids at the arena. Yeah. I was like, dude, you better have water or else yeah. it's going to be a long trip back. <laughs> you know, it's so I'm, I'm home during the day and um, our dog is none too pleased about the non-afternoon walk. And so, because she's a winter dog, she's born and raised way up north and going outside, she's like, she forgets and goes, no, I don't want to be out here. So, and all day she's like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, you don't want to go. I don't think you understand. So anyway, you know, eight o'clock tonight will be prime dog walking time. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, so again, thank you so much for those kick-ass songs. Um, and so if you haven't already, please pop over to Spotify or to YouTube and check out the soundtrack for the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. It's got like 80 plus songs, phenomenal playlist, all curated by all the guests of, of the podcast. And they each sort of bring over three of their favorite dance tunes. We bust our butts right before I hit record and have a really great time. So if you haven't yet, please do so um, and enjoy that. So Heather, okay. Okay. So many things, okay, so, so many things. So before, <laughs> before we get into the pillars of your life, the, the, all of the parts of you uh, from a business standpoint, because all of the parts of you, I mean, we don't, that's, a long, that's a long conversation. Um, let's talk a little bit about 
what brought you to where you are today. Um, and, and that journey of, because I know, I know a bit about your story and it freaking hits home for me in so many ways. And, and again, it's sort of a testament to you at this point where you're just manifesting and bringing the world around for you coming from a place where that was not the fucking case. So, so please enlighten us and all the women out there who are feeling stuck in somewhere they don't feel super awesome in um, about what, where you came from and, and where you are today. Okay, awesome. So I <clears throat> uh, went to school, went to Mac, uh, learned sign language in uh, winter, did all this education, all this learning, and got my first job at Scotiabank after doing a stint as a summer student because my dad was a high-level executive at the bank. And I started making money and went, yep, yeah, not going to finish school, not going to do anything with anything that it was essentially given to me from an education standpoint. Fast forward, I use it now, but at the time, stayed. It was money. I was like, oh, I can get a car. I can do all this stuff. So anyways, uh, 18 years later, I, <laughs> after a number of uh, really cool experiences, a lot being um, a time where I was doing a lot of event planning uh, for the company, and it came to 2015, the beginning of 2015, and I had just accepted a job that uh, was handed to me on a silver platter. And I know that sounds really um, boisterous, but it really was. Like it was something I knew I didn't um, want, but it was, a, it was that step up. And then the, those of us that are in corporate, you know, you have to climb that ladder to appear like you mean something and all that kind of stuff. So I took this job. I was managing a billion, billions and billions of dollars of corporate deposits. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Cause I like, that's not a place of comfort zone for me. And so I spent the majority of my time trying to figure out what could look different. So interestingly at that time I had found there was another job opening in the bank for event planning. So I was going through that, but I also, and this is how the manifesting started. I had this, um, I had put a, a screensaver on my computer uh, that was basically talking about the future and going after your, what you really wanted, which I, I knew was I needed to be closer to home. So I had two boys at the time. They were younger. Uh, both my husband and I were doing the grind. I resented the grind like crazy. It was For me, it was three hours out of my day that I felt captive uh, and out of control and not being able to do anything. Again, if I had the tools then that I have now, probably a different story. However... Um, so in January ish of that year, I had said, I need to find a job closer to home so I could be with my kids. I think it was about June of that year on a Saturday night, a good friend of mine reached out to me and sent me this really long text and said, there's a marketing company in Aurora that's looking for an operations manager and you'd be running, running events all across Canada. And I was like, score. So, uh, uh, applied for the job, got the job, the whole nine yards, and spent then a year doing running events all across Canada with a great group of people, all this stuff, but very quickly realized, I'm like, yes, I'm closer to home in the distance for me to get to there, to that marketing company. However, I was gone for like five days at a time because you'd have to go leading into the events and all of this kind of stuff. So I ended up not really being home. 
then coupled with uh, the owner of the small business and I, um, lovely man, he's a, he's, he's a lovely person, we just didn't jive. And so the, the year was very challenging for both of us. I now know about myself that I, uh, things need to go in the way I want them to go. Let's just be honest. And he feel, felt the same way. So the, my best way to describe it was like that we both wanted the same de destination. He wanted me to follow his route. And I, there was no way I was following that route. So after a year, he fired me, which rocked my world. Because again, funny that we were talking about what you manifest, whether it's good or bad, it comes back to you. Yeah. I had been saying prior to that, there's no way, like he, him, we knew it wasn't working, but I was persistent. I don't give up on things, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, he'll never fire me because he needs me because he doesn't want to retrain somebody else how to do this. Well, didn't I get a flipping smack in the face? <laughs> And I, I'll remember that day as long as I live because I turned into like a disaster. I was like, because again, knowing what I know now, he hit the core of my worthiness or my, what I felt of unworthiness. He proved to me in my mind at the time that I was unworthy, even though like, whew, if I told you the stories and the things that happened to me in that year, it'd be God smacking. Like, honestly, almost died a couple times. Somebody else almost died on my watch, like crazy stuff happening. Anyways, so when that happened, oh, it took a very long year of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, coupled with knowing I always was meant to be an entrepreneur, but it didn't, I wasn't allowed. Let's be, okay, let's be frank here. Because my husband is very, like you go to work, you get a job, you get a paycheck and he still does that. God bless him. But that's not how I was. So I asked permission essentially at that time after about six months of just wallowing my own self pity. Um, I said, I, I need to do an events business because I do events and that's what I do well. And so, um, yeah, so I started it. It started out as DeSanto event management. And my intention at that time was to find, basically what I did at the bank. So find big clients that want an event done and I would be the background person and get it all done for them, which I did for a couple of, of, for a year, I did a couple of really cool events, did some charity events. And then in particular, one charity event, Power of Women that happened in March of 2018, the end of that event, fantastic event, the end of the event, I was like, I need to open my own event center because I need to do things differently than what just happened today. And I turned to my colleagues at the time and they're like, you're fucking crazy, but okay, whatever. And so, and again, how things all happen in life for those that believe it, I think it was, I don't remember for the sake of this, I don't remember the timeline exactly, but essentially I'd say a month later, my husband's cousin randomly sent me a message one day and says, I think you should name your company Dish because it's your last name with H. So D-I-S-H. And my husband's like, mic drop, and I'm thinking it's great, and the whole nine years, and I'm like, oh, great. So, and then next thing happened, somebody said to me, you know that there's a small business grant through the York Small Business Center that helps you get off your feet when you have a really cool idea. They take you through all of the business plan stuff, whatever. I think I learned about that on the Monday, the Thursday, was the deadline to do it. So I put my app in, 
got accepted that summer, spent the program, spent the summer learning and doing my business plan. Then somewhere in that time, I was at a um, social media think tank with Amanda Gabato, who did one of your uh, podcasts. And the lady sitting next to me, I had said, first time I opened my mouth saying, I want to find an event venue that is big enough that I can help small business owners, that they don't have to spend money at golf courses and places that are, in my opinion, not always meant for what the business owner wants and that ambiance and whatnot, especially small groups, because why are you going to pay for tons of food and beverage and all that kind of stuff when you don't necessarily need it for a two hour meeting or, or whatever. Anyway, plus the whole food and like uh, people's dietary restrictions and yada, yada, yada. So I wanted to open a space. Anyways, this lady sitting next to me, we happened to be at the second floor of Urban Park Playland, which is now Dish. And she turned to me and said, I've been looking to rent this space out since I opened this place because otherwise it sits empty. So bing, bang, boom, <laughs> I finished the thing. We opened or I opened in September of 2018. And then fear caught up with me and I went, oh, I did that whole business case. And then I'm like, nope, not going to execute it because why would you do that? Because I got fear came in and all that kind of stuff. And coupled with my, I guess you could call it confidence in my idea. I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Of course, everybody's going to come and do an event. Well, no, 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 because <laughs> we're just, we as, as, business owners are just as fearful to put ourselves out there as, as I was at the time. So again, things happen in 2019 while Dish was going on and, and I did do some really cool events with folks, uh, two other opportunities came into my world that I was like, hold on, this is the key. I need to start facilitating things. So I'm stepping into it at Dish. So if I can do it, then I can empower other people to do it. And again, people are still sitting in that fear zone, which now here, when you were saying how I'm building the foundation, these things have come into my world and I love them and I'm passionate about them. So why not build my business around helping, helping people like me, essentially, which is, I think, how everybody eventually gets to what they <laughs> want to do. It right. just took me a longer time and to the frustration of my husband and whatnot, and we just did our taxes and I didn't have the, the most <laughs> overwhelming year. And he's like, get your shit together. Because he's like, I, I can see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But he's like, you can do so much more. So that's why I've really not taken a step back because I'm still very active on social media, which is a whole other manifesting thing. But um, yeah, that's a very long explanation for it. But I feel like it's important because it, it understands, it will allow people to understand why I'm back at building the foundation. Right. Because um that's really essential and right now i'm just spitting shit on walls and it's not really working and well it is but it's not i'm getting right. um people are are the authentic authenticity piece of me people are understanding me more so that i'm i'm confident that when i when i start to do what i'm meant to do the people that are meant to be with me will come with me because they have understood the journey by that point if that makes sense absolutely yeah. and i think I appreciate the time you took to tell all the different facets of that story because what I have pulled from that are so many pivotal moments that so many of us and women like us are going through. And starting with the fucking good on paper job that you take when you know you don't want it. But part of you, the part of you that knows you don't want it, has, you're not used to listening to that part yet. 
We're so used to externalizing where our value and worth lie and going, well, everybody thinks it's good. It looks good. It sounds good. It's got lots of money involved. So that must be good. And I work in the money world. So that must be like, and we can justify the shit out of it. And then shocker, it doesn't pan out and, or you have, it, it becomes so much effort to make it, to just survive the existence of it on again, under that pretense of, of, but it's good. But I, you know, and, yeah. and the other thing that you mentioned, which I think is really, um, it really hit home for me was the, well, they need me. And I, you know, I couldn't leave number one, because the people below me will suffer. And the people above me could never replace me because of so everything that I do. I don't think they understand how much I actually do all day long. And so like the, the it shit will fly. So I'm safe here. I'm safe because I'm invaluable and fucking hard, hard rock, like boom, you get it like launched out of that mindset. And that happened, that the exact same thing happened to me. I was like, but I, I'm super unhappy and I'm, I'm kind of looking for something else, but I don't know what that is, but I'm really dragging my feet on it because I keep falling back to this little safety net that I think is there, which by the way, it is not. And I'm like, but it's safe and it's good on paper and people think it looks good when you work for this organization and, 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 and it's my identifier. Like how long did you, 18 years, you self-identified as this person and then you shifted into event and they become the, like you become the thing as opposed to you are you doing a thing. And um, I, I can't say that enough that that moment of introspection to look in and go, you know what? I am not happy and it doesn't matter how I could do this job with my eyes closed bullshit. I decide to spout out. I am not the right fit. So when I left my job, my good on paper, you know, all the things I, they couldn't live without me job. Um, and when I was, uh, quasi asked to leave, um, I'm like, you know what? It's still an excellent job for somebody else. Right. Exactly. And the woman who replaced me, she's fantastic. I will like shout her praises all day long because she is doing the job that needs to be done. And I wasn't. So as much as you, we think that we're actually nailing it, the energy that we're putting into it is so tainted and so misaligned that we, we think we're getting stuff done when in reality, people are, whether they consciously, but unconsciously are noticing that like, um, in, in the service industry, when I worked, uh, for restaurants a long time ago, we called it bitter waiter syndrome. So like I, I can serve a table with my eyes closed, but nobody wants to work with me. And my managers are going to fire me in about two seconds. Cause I am a, I'm a bitter person about everything that I'm doing. I'm doing it. I'm nailing it. But I, I just, I'm, I, I'm in a variety of ways shitting all over it. Yep. And and again, we're all master manifestors. It's where we decide to put our attention that we then get what we focus on. So when we focus on how shitty a job is and how much we don't like it, something's going to happen and to relieve us of this problem. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. there it is. And the other thing that I found really fascinating as a married person 
um, was that idea of like, we're in this together and everything you do, I need to be aware of. And I do, you need to be aware of, we need to be on, we're on the same team and we do all this. And that, that when you had said the whole idea of being allowed and permission, and I know exactly what you meant it. And it was more, it, it's that whole idea. We have to say things out loud. And my husband does it all the time. He constantly asks me if he's allowed to go play golf. I don't give a shit. Right. right. But it's this thing he's giving himself permission. I'm like, okay, did you, did you need me to answer or, or like, Right. So I could see you being like, I, I, you're like asking, but you're not, you're just saying it out loud. So you can go, I've just made it real now. I'm going, I'm, what do you think this is? Cause I'm, it's happening by the way, like I'm doing this. So like, totally. <laughs> and, and, and then you, you hope in the partnership that it goes quasi smoothly, um, depending on the sick, uh, the scenario and that, you know, you're like me and go, go golf. It's all great. It's fine. Um, and, and yes, we are a team when you're in a family unit and, you know, my decisions, although about me, for me, there's, there's, there's ripple, right. And there's impact. So acknowledging that. And, and I think, I think your husband's right. You need to pull your shit together. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is because those of us who look in, we can see it all. And, and I know this because people do the same thing to me. They're like, why, how are you not like in that other level? And it's this shit, right? It's the. Oh the stuff that gets in the way. And like you had said, the fear and, and the it's, it's confidence, but it's almost like guarded. Like, yes, I know I can do it, but I don't know if I'm going to do it today. Right. So, and, and that imposter syndrome like leaks in and, and, and makes a mess of everything. And then we have great conversations and we go, right, right. Like I could do this. <laughs> so, so a big part of not just this podcast, but all the things that we do as a community is really just that because we are awesome. And sometimes we just need that friendly reminder to go, yeah, remember? Yes. Okay, cool. Now go do something good. And then when you fall back into the darkness again, come on back, we'll have the same conversation over again and then go do something else. So <laughs> interesting on that, because I had a huge reflection exactly on that last night, actually. Um, because I enjoy my time the most when I'm with my entrepreneur friends because they understand, we understand each other. We understand the shit we're going through. We understand the annoyances that come with being an entrepreneur. We understand the gratitude and the great things that come out of it. My husband doesn't get that world. He, and I don't know if he ever will. And so that will always be until I make up this magical figure or whatever's in his head from a, a revenue perspective. He's, I, and again, love him to death. He's, he's been fantastic, been very supportive in a different way. But yeah, it's like, if I could spend all my time with entrepreneurial friends, I'd be on that high all the time. Right. But then when I go with family and things that don't, people that don't understand what we do, right. whether well, they're jealous or all that kind of other stuff that comes into it, like you, you've you got know. your freedom. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. interesting because <laughs> I mean, we all make decisions based on our values and we all then perceive all experiences in the world through them. So your husband's looking at the world through his values. And I'm not going to pretend like I know what they are, but perhaps safety, security attached to finances is all in there, right? And so it's, it's not about, for me, it's not about trying to meet his, and I'm talking about my own husband, or meet anybody's expectations or ideals of what 
works because that's what caused me to leave the company in the first place was a misalignment of values. It's really about going, okay, I know it's super solid for me. And when I'm fully aligned, you're going to be happy because I'm going to be fucking on cloud nine, right? So, because when you are fully aligned with what truly matters to you and what lights you up, the money comes because money's energy, right? So when you are at that high vibrational state, welcome to the woo-woo, um, you, you attract more of who you are. And as a result there, you know, it, it all sort of pulls together. And my husband said something to me once early in our, in our journey, I, I say our journey, in my journey. And he's like, listen, I get that this is going to cost some money, but your unhappiness costs us so much more. So go do Gosh, you. Goosebumps. Yeah. Right. And I know that in all the individuals I've talked to who feel they have a solid partnership, their partner has said something along that line or has expressed like, I get you, I see you, you're awesome. And, and, and I want you to get there because that is what matters. So however they articulate that, they're going to say it through their values, right? They're going to say it through what matters. Like, so could be for him. He's like, ah, uh, for when you make X amount of dollars, I know you will be happy because that's how I see the world. Not necessarily mm -hmm. about the dollars, right? Yep. So it's, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I just think it's so, it's simple and yet so powerful and it can really help to, um, when we reflect back, like looking back on your journey, you could easily pinpoint misalignment, 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 but you have to know what you're misaligned from, right? So if you don't know, and, and I know in the other work that you do, which I want to talk about that you are gaining that clarity of what is most important to you and, and what you want to align with energetically and physically and, and therefore are able to set those intentions and manifest this shit out of life. Yeah. Right? So, so that being said, tell us about the thing that I am. I mean, I love all the things you do and I, I get to like take advantage of all of them, but I'm super excited about this. Okay, go. <laughs> So I'm really hoping you're talking about points of view. And of yeah. course I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, if it's something else. Um, so yes, uh, points of view. So why OU um, came into my life um, February of 2019. Uh, again, through the most unusual ch channels, I had um, accepted a an invite from some random stranger on LinkedIn of all places to learn about something about an entrepreneurial game. Because again, for me, it's all about what's unique out there. So in my mind, I was like, I got to meet this guy. He's going to bring this game to dish and I'm going to help my entrepreneur friends with through the, through, through this game. He's in Montreal, blah, blah, blah. He connected me to this other woman, um, Shlomit, who you met last week. And um, so she facilitated a, this game at this other um, venue down again, things I wouldn't normally do, didn't know where I was going, the area of where I was going, who I was meeting with, why I was meeting with them, all that kind of stuff, but took the chance and went. Awful event. And we've, we laugh about it now. Their windows in this venue had been broken the night before and it was the mid, like February, so it was winter. And so we did this game freezing our asses off, like freezing. So obviously the, the game itself didn't work out as she intended that night, but she had said that night, I want you to meet these other ladies and I'm gonna talk about this other thing that we all do. 
and yada yada. Anyway, she never did that night, but the, those two ladies were there. So after the event ended, I ended up going into this office with these other two ladies and learned about points of view. And from that moment on, the journey has just been phenomenal. Um, kind of crazy because it's July 1st today and a year next Friday, so July 10th, which is my dad's birthday, I announced out of the level, like, so out of my program that I was going to start to use my voice within the year. And so now we're he we're coming up to that anniversary and I am coming into my own as far as what my voice is going to be and all of that stuff. Social media come out, all this kind of stuff. But anyways, point of view yes, tell is, us about that. <laughs> is a, um, it's a card game essentially. So there's three different card games. There's punctum, there's um, co the coaching game, and there's spaces. There are four different levels that you can progress within points of view, which as far as, so you take the first level and you, you come and experience points of view. You get the tools and you, through me, a facilitator, you get to explore things in your life that you're looking to seek clarity on. And the cards themselves are pictures, words, and phrases that through the process that is like, it's an ICF, ICF certified program. It's been around for 15 years. Like it's legit. And which I also loved because it was unique and legit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so you go through these processes and honestly, like you can come out with some unreal new insight. So it is all about perspective points of view. We all in life have a perspective on, on every topic. Like, so I just want to point out. So when you had first hmm. described this to me, and, and I was at an event and you were like giving it like a little one shot deal. Like you're just kind of explaining yep. it. And I was like, you've got me because for me, someone who is like, feels like I'm in sort of a, like a foot in both worlds of, of science and woo and, and, and wanting to explore it all. I was like, this is phenomenal. It's like tarot cards for non woo woos. Right. Exactly. So the pictures are all random, very like just snapshots of life and the words are random and the phrases are, are random, whether you maybe know the phrase or not. And, but that whole idea of it's what you believe and how you perceive the world and what you need and listening to your higher self and really kind of getting in touch with that. Um, it, it, it was like an active vision board. That's how I perceived. Yes. And of course me as the vision board person, I'm like, you're speaking my language. Yeah. Um, so for those that are listening and, or, or watching, um, it really is just this opportunity to use your unconscious mind to connect to pictures. And then as you make meaning of the pictures, you get to make meaning of a problem and find the solution within yourself. Did I, did I get that right? Absolutely. So really the science of it. So just to, to give you that aspect of hey. it. <laughs> so what happens when you look at these pictures, it's activating your left and right brain at the same time. So as we all know, we're, we're dominant in one or the other. So this allows you, when you look at a picture, again, subconscious, your conscious mind looks at the picture and you go, but then somehow in the magic of the process, it, it triggers parts of your brain that you don't normally use. And that's where the insights come. Coupled with, if you're doing it in person or you're doing it online, you're getting other people's perspective, not necessarily on your topic, but the card. So you and I may have chosen the same card, We'll both have different perspectives. We'll both have different topics, but you may say something that relates to what I'm, what I'm looking at that will give me a new insight into what I'm looking at. 
Okay, so, I, yeah. I just have to, just to sort of circle back to that conversation about values and our partners and things of like that. I mean, mm -hmm. that's really the reality of communication. So yes. we're each person, you're each looking at the same environment, words, thoughts, whatever, and coming at it from a, a different perspective. And if we recognize that it's through the lens of perspective that we're making, um, we're drawing conclusions and that activity, being able to openly and safely listen and connect and communicate with others, it really is helping us to practice to be more effective communicators. So, right? Like, oh, please. Listening. It's so exciting. Listening. Yeah. It, the listening for me was huge because there are some processes where you're not allowed to, like you're listening to your, your partner, you're in the dyad position, you're listening to them talk and you're not a, like, they in that process don't want your opinion yet because they're giving but like as any or well me anyways like i got 50 things going in the same time because i'm ready to tell you everything that i think <laughs> right so it's yeah. learning how to listen which is for me been the most valuable tool out of it the facilitating of it and not so for me i don't get involved in your um your insights and things that happen in that. I am strictly your facilitator, but watching the magic that happens within one, like again, the stories of the ones that I've done when I had to do my um, my prep training, um, like it was so gratifying because it, it, for me, again, it gave me validation that what I've chosen in the unique thing that works, right? Of course it works. It's proven right. for, it's been around for 15 years. Like, but for me that I could facilitate that experience for somebody and have them have that aha and then take, leave my space and take action on whatever they've learned in that new perspective, like that's the home run for me. So I just want to speak to all the fixer savers mamas out there who are natural knee jerk reaction is next knee-jerk reaction is fix the problem. You presented me with the problem, I need to fix it now. I need to tell you what I think because I think it's going to help because I just want to help, right? And a strategy I learned a while ago that I don't use probably nearly enough is when my partner is speaking to me about something that's a problem, the, the go-to response for me needs to be, do you need empathy or strategy? Because if you need empathy, I'm gonna sit here and listen. If you need strategy, I'm your woman. And there, I've recognized within myself, I need more, um, more opportunities to practice. Um, I can listen, but because he's my person, right? My clients, it's a whole other thing. I could listen to them all day, but with my, he's my person, my kids, they're my people. Like I can't have you broken. I can eat this, this, I have to fix you. And this has to be better because this, this is my life. Right. And my husband's the 99.9% .9 of the time he wants empathy. I'm always like, Oh, Okay, I'm I'm with you. Then there's been times where I'm like, I'm not your person. I just need. I don't know what to tell you. I just right because I just want to like whatever. So if you are like me, maybe you are, which is why you're listening to episode 20 million, whatever this is. We need to find Heather. We need to make this happen. <laughs> we so. Um, because this is a, that, that nugget alone, and I know there's so many valuable pieces to this work, but that alone, that ability to safely practice those skills that are so self-rewarding as well as being, um, something we could then use it for and with those that we care about. Um, please, I, I can't, I can't even right now. I'm just, yeah. 
We were supposed to do one. I think, like, yes. isn't it coming up, like, in two weeks? So was, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know whether we're still doing it, because we can do it online. So we'll have to talk about that after. Uh, okay. We are going to do something online. I'm not, like, whenever you're listening to this, there's probably going to be a link. So click the link, and awesome. this is going to happen. So anyway. Yay. So, yeah. So points of view. And um, so tell us now, so you're a facilitator, and how are you... Um, how are you making this shift? Because obviously as a facilitator with an event space, you had people face-to-face, did all that kinds of good stuff, which I know you've been realigning and, and pivoting. Um, how are you incorporating your event work as well as your points of view facilitation work and, and moving that forward right now? Uh, so a lot of it pivoted. Okay, so points of view for me facilitating hasn't happened online yet, like me facilitating. I've had the benefit of experiencing. So Points of View headquarters opened up um, and did weekly ones after. So so I took the time the last few months to really learn how to facilitate better. Watching these other masters, because you. so for my intention is to become a master of this eventually. And so seeking and, and learning from those that have already gone through the entire journey um, is important for me. So that has all been taking place online. Again, for me, not great because I've been sitting on my butt for way too long. So which is why I walk and why I'm standing right now. Um, however, and then the other thing, so DISH itself, um, when I can open it again, I will open it after it's had a good clean and stuff for small business owners that still have a community that is comfortable coming together and we'll have the distancing and, and the masks and the whole nine yards. However, going forward, hopefully September, um, there's a thing called hybrid events. So you can, you can have people in the room again based on their comfort level not as many as i used to be able to have for the short term depending on how the phases go but i was fortunate enough to have a friend and a friend of mine a hockey mom friend of mine who's a rock star in business rent the space in january and she did this so she had over uh, at least over 100 people online and she had 30 people in the room herself her tech person and they did this successful event and I was like, holy crap, like for this is the new, and this is in the events world in general, like I'm not, this is not something I've created. That's what I believe and what a lot of event planners believe is going to be the new um, version of events because there's going to be people and I've, they've said it to myself, they're, they're like, they're never going to leave their house again. Personally, okay, that's fine. You're, that's where you're at. It's not me. Because I want to, I want to move. That's that's <laughs> that's why. It, which is another whole can of worms we could go down to is that realizing and the alignment piece of it. I I don't sit still, and so why would I continue to sit behind? And that's why I have an event venue because I like to move and do events. Well, and, I'm very right? very excited for your um, breaking ground in the hybrid event world because I am very excited to share that the 100 Women on Fire event will be offered through DISH events and we will be presenting from your space. And I'm really excited to bring my team in and all the speakers and, um, and offer this hybrid opportunity so that my guests, 100 plus, um, have the most phenomenal experience where they feel the connection and they feel that they are gaining um, as much as they can. Um, and and that, that comes from... Um, it comes from a, a, a great event 
design and it comes from the capacity to deliver. And that's what I'm most excited about, um, about being part of this with you because I, you're, I mean, your passion and, and, and connection to community and things that matter are fully aligned with me and with the 100 Women on Fire event. So this is like a match made in heaven. And I know because it's us, right? And we manifest. So I'm talking to you and, you're, and I'm like, I think I have an idea. And you're like, oh my God, I just thought about that yesterday. So like, <laughs> yep, yep, this is how this works. So if you are a ticket holder, then you will be able to see with the uh, wonderfulness that is um, the hybrid event being offered at DISH. So. So yay. So I'm excited about that. Just a little like rah-rah us. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm excited because I wasn't able to attend. Right. That, like the last, so I'm like, I get, yeah. So I get to come too. So that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming this anyways, prior to all of this nonsense, but right. I think the new version is going to be as spectacular because it will Absolutely. be spectacular no matter, no matter where you held it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so Heather, this has been fantastic and I'm, I'm so grateful for your time. I'm definitely super grateful to have you in my world in, in so many ways um, through Dish and points of view and selling on the spot marketplace, which we didn't even talk about. We'll have to save that for, for uh, another one. Um, and I really value the journey that you've taken and, and I admire the steps that you continue to take. What would you say to a woman sort of following along and, and, and jumping in with both feet into this idea of, you know, paying attention to yourself and, um, and, and really learning how to listen. What, what, what bit of wisdom would you offer her? So I'm going to take a little bit of a different look on, uh, answer on that based on a saying that I wish I had it closer to me because I'm looking at it because it came from the fundraiser that we did back in May. So I have been, since the beginning of everything, I had put um, a screensaver on. I'm a big screensaver person apparently, but it says spread good vibes, be positive and enjoy life. And I think whether you're in business or thinking about being in business or you're just running your own life, which is a whole other thing that we need to talk when, when I say, so I've thought of a new tagline for my business, moving you and your business in the right direction. Is that right? Right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I, however, the business, it doesn't need to be business owners because we're all, our business is our life. And so from a point of view perspective, from a, like from everything, I believe because I've manifested, I've done those three things through this hard time over the last three months. I'm a homebody, so really it's not been overly challenging, but dish hasn't been opened and all that kind of stuff. But doing those three things most days, because we all have our ups and downs, allows you to give and receive, which is really awesome. Um, and the, the giving part for me, and I'm going to be brutally honest at the end of this, like people probably perceived me as being a giver, but I didn't see myself as being a giver as much. And so I really embraced that back in March. How can I give? How can I learn? How can I become a better person so that the world around me also becomes that? And those that don't want to be with me, I'm sorry for you. And you can go and be with who you need to be with because we don't always need to be together. That's the other thing. You don't always have to be with the people that you think you need to be with. Right? right? I've got so many different groups of friends that sometimes 
come together, which happened on selling on the spot marketplace last week, for an example, but they don't have to be. And so your business is your life. And as long as you're doing what you want and looking at your gut, like if your gut, if something comes at you and you feel like you're going to puke, it's probably your intuition telling you not to do it. Again, I didn't understand that back in 2015. So that from a journey perspective, I've really learned that. And I've learned that through all of my entrepreneurial amazing awesome friends like you and amanda and all the people you've had on your podcast quite frankly so <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it that's so so true and i mean i know that many of us have heard that you become the five people you surround yourself with and i heard got some really great advice once that um not just about being intentional about who those people are but sometimes it's pockets of people Right, so recognizing what direction you want to take in this moment of your life, so that could be this week, this month, this year, and then being intentional about the, um, the groups that you surround yourself with. So if you're looking to grow your business, then you're going to want to be surrounding yourself with more people that are aligned with business strategies, tactics, um, energy, mindset that makes sense to you. And knowing that because we ebb and flow through all of the parts of our lives, you know, my mom life and my business life. And I mean, I am one person with, that does many things and has many skills. And so I am the one who's responsible for inviting in what I need, not becoming or just tolerating or always because we always have, we always do, um, knowing where my boundaries are and what it is that I need. So that is, it's super important to, and I love that you, you had said that about, you know, you can, you can pick and you can be, and then you can let go and then you can revisit and then you can let go. And it, it um, you get to be in charge of, of what you put your attention to, um, set your intention on and manifest the shit out of. So. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Heather. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. Be sure to tune in to some of the other amazing episodes that we have with some of Heather's friends, specifically Amanda Gabato and Melanie Coulter. Um, we, we have a lot of fun here. So uh, I will see you soon and have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Dion. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.